Tom Brady was making news this weekend, even when he didn't want to be making news this weekend. That's what we're diving into now here in the main event on SB Nation Radio. He is Jake Asman at Jake Asman on Twitter. I am Cody Stutes at Cody underscore Stutes on Twitter. I want to get into the weirdest part of all of this, but it has to come after the explanation. So the initial thing is Julian Edelman and Tom Brady, along with Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Close. Close. Messed that up. Bad job by me. You got the first name right. Jimmy. Famous Jimmy. Late night talk show host Jimmy. Late night talk show host Famous Jimmy are sitting next to Edelman and Brady. Correct. The camera pans on them, and Julian Edelman starts saying... Well, where were they? You didn't say where they were. Hold on. That's the part that I want to get to at the back end. Well, you got to just say they were at a Syracuse basketball game. Then we start with that. What the hell are they doing at a Syracuse basketball okay, game? Okay, well, I'm glad you brought it up because that was going to be my, my, my the funniest part I thought about the whole thing is that they're not just at any Syracuse basketball game. They're at unranked Syracuse against unranked UNC. It's a meaningless college basketball regular season game, and two of the biggest stars, three of the biggest stars in entertainment and sports are sitting courtside at the game. What are they doing at Syracuse basketball? And let me tell you, Syracuse is nowhere near New York City. So it's like, oh, well, maybe they were in the city. They wanted to stop by. Syracuse is four and a half hours away from New York City. I still have found no explained reason why Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Fallon all ended up courtside at a Syracuse basketball game. Now, I can tell you why Fallon maybe went. He grew up not too far from Syracuse, so he grew up a fan of Syracuse as a kid. Brady and Edelman, I got no got no answer on that one. What if Jimmy Fallon was having sleepover night with Brady and Edelman at his old house, and then they were like, hey, let's go to a basketball game? You know, we're focusing on the important issues here. Everyone's going to start the show being like, oh, what does it mean? Edelman's saying Brady's coming back. Brady's look. We're focusing on the real important stuff. Why were they in Syracuse? Like, if they were courtside at a Knicks game, I'd get a Nets game, I'd understand it. Sure. Like, it'd be, it'd be easily explainable why they're there. No idea why Edelman, Brady, and Fallon are all sitting courtside at a Syracuse basketball game. Couldn't tell you, but they were there. None. And they made their presence felt. They did. They did. And Edelman made waves, and then Edelman and Brady made waves, and we'll dive into that here. So Edelman is, sees the camera pop up, and he says, and you can hear sort of kind of on the audio, and more people on social media have cleaned it up and made it louder, but Edelman's saying he's coming back. He's coming back. And Brady kind of gives him the old, I wish you'd shut up look. And then Brady's asked a question uh, from somebody else. And it's like, you know, hey, did Brady say this guy? Did Brady say, no, he's not? Um, Ultimately, I guess I saw the cleaned up or heard the cleaned up audio this morning. Somebody asked him a question about Bayheim, And he said, he's got it. So Brady didn't actually address what Edelman was saying. But that was the initial thing that started making the social media rounds is that Edelman saying, he's coming back. And then Brady kind of giving him the, like, oh, I wish you hadn't said anything. Look. This is the biggest non-story that has become a story uh, like I've ever seen. First off is the, the FaceTiming of Mike Rabel, which went on. Was that even real or that was Photoshop? That's the next thing. That looked as real as real could be because I saw multiple videos and multiple pictures. Okay, so that was my big question. Like, Do we even know if that was a confirmed thing? That's a bigger deal than the actual camera thing, but even that is not that big of a deal because Brady and Edelman are friends with Mike Rabel. What does all this mean? Well, it means we have another excuse to predict and weigh in on what we think is going to happen when Brady can officially either re-sign with the Pats or he could re-sign with the Pats anytime between now and free agency or obviously go out there and, you know, choose a different team. 
But as far as the actual, oh, what is Edelman doing? Edelman's his best friend. He's making a joke. He knows the cameras are on him. He's he's selling you, now merchandise about Tom Brady coming back to the Pats. Edelman knew exactly what he was doing. Everybody who has a crew, some of the most fun you can have is when you make one of your friends super uncomfortable. Yes, I, I make a living doing it. And that's what Edelman was doing with Tom Brady is making him super uncomfortable. And Brady was kind of like, come on, man. So the Vrabel thing is interesting because it looked like it was Edelman's phone because Edelman was holding the phone. I feel like Vrabel answering that call, couldn't Belichick claim tampering because that's the head coach of another football team talking to his free agent? Can't Belichick just be a big stickler for the rules and say, Mike Vrabel tampered with Tom Brady? No, because Brady could get around it by just saying, well, it wasn't my phone that called him. It was Julian Edelman's. He That's a good point. Wrong. That's a good point. And also, Vrabel could just be like, I'm friends with a guy. You know, friends could talk. I suppose. So it's very I wonder, easy there's got to be some it. sort of rule about that, though. Like, I'm sure Vrabel, Vrabel can't just freely contact Tom Brady. So, but he could, because he could as a friend. The rule can't be that you can't contact and discuss business. But we all know that goes on. That's how when these. That's how when the new league year starts, all of a sudden it's like, so-and-so has already inked the deal. It's like, what do you mean? They negotiated a multi-million dollar contract for 70-plus million dollars in 30, in seconds. 30 seconds? It's like, you know, the new league year starts. My favorite thing is Adam Schefter, bomb, bomb, boom, boom, Shefty, yeah, yeah. Ian Rappaport, boom. It's it's like, we all know it goes on. Like, come on. So, after this weekend, Albert Breer, who's very plugged in on Patriots stuff. So, he's plugged in with the Patriots. He's plugged in where other former Patriot guys have ended up, like Houston, Detroit, things like that. Albert Breer put it 40% Patriots, 40% Titans, 20% other team. And he said he eliminated the Colts and Giants, because they are not on Brady's radar, and Brady's not on their radar. Interesting that he eliminated the Colts, because... He, I, I think that Brady hates the Colts, though. He, he he might, but... The whole Deflategate stuff's from the Colts. Okay, so I think that's that, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I thought maybe it has something to do with just like not going to a place where Peyton already played and trying I, to the, do something different. The Colts were the primary locomotive behind making Deflategate a thing. And I think the whole Patriots organization hates them. So I, I get that. That's a very good point. But it's still, as far as fit, playing indoors, division up for grabs. $80 really million dollars in, off, in cap space to go add weapons. I mean, you and I both did segments last night basically laying out how the Indy, Colts are a great fit. Indy could go and get Brady, whoever he wants. They have the money to do it. But okay, let's take Brer at his word. He's very credible. Let's say the Colts are out. The obvious choice here is the Tennessee Titans. And now, let me make it clear. As I said last night on the weekend show, I still believe Brady's going back to New England. But. And this is a big but. If he were to leave the New England Patriots, I think Tennessee is the only team that makes sense. And I rule out any team that's on the West Coast. I rule out Vegas. I rule out the Chargers. And I'll tell you why. This hasn't been discussed enough. If Brady's going to leave New England, Cody, why is he leaving? He's leaving because he could try and win without Belichick, right? Make a statement that, you know, I haven't been respected in New England. I'm going to get paid a lot of money, and I'm going to go somewhere where I could win, right? I think we all can agree on that. If he's leaving, he's leaving to go try and win somewhere else. Sure. So I rule out the Chargers, and the Raiders because they play in the same division, that AFC West, as Patrick Mahomes. Tough to win. You're going to deal with that guy twice a year for however many more years Brady plays. Potentially three times a year if you meet him in the playoffs. Well, that's important because let's look at what now is going down with the NFL. If he joins a team in the AFC West, at best, even if Brady's great, they're probably a wild card team. 
You ask yourself this. If a soon-to-be 43-year-old Tom Brady is capable of going on the road three straight weeks in the playoffs to get back to the Super Bowl in late December when the wear and tear of a full season will be on him. Now ask yourself this question. If the NFL's new CBA is ratified and there's a less chance of a bye, you think Brady's going somewhere where not only he'd have to go on the road, but it's going to be a lot harder for his team to even get one of the two buys because there's only one buy now? I think you've got to rule out the Western teams because Brady doesn't want to deal with Mahomes, which makes Tennessee that much more likely if he is going to leave. So the way I looked at it last night is I think there's three things you need to explain to Tom Brady and you need to have to even be in the conversation. And to really get in the conversation, I think it's offensive line, weapons are the ability to add weapons, and a head coach that he respects. The Chargers only have weapons. They don't have a good offensive line, and I don't anticipate that Tom Brady would respect Anthony Lynn. Now, they got a decent defense, but so do some of the other teams in this conversation. The Raiders, good offensive line, probably respects Gruden, but not a ton of weapons already. The only team that checked all three boxes that isn't the Colts, for me, is the Titans. Really good offensive line, four of the five are coming back. Obviously, he likes Mike Vrabel. And then A.J. Brown, some young tight ends. You bring back Derrick Henry. You maybe add some more wide receiver talent. There's plenty of weapons there on that offense. I think it checks all the boxes in Tennessee, and I think that's the only spot of the potential teams that checks all three of the boxes. New England doesn't even check all three of the boxes. We know he likes the head coach, but the weapons aren't there. And the offensive line, we have no idea if the offensive line is going to be any good. They're going to lose Tooney in free agency, and then they're, they lost Dante Skarniecki to retirement. We have no idea if their offensive line is going to be any good. It's a fair point, but it still goes back to the fact he could play his whole career in one uniform. He knows that division, the AFC East, is still the Patriots division as long as him and Belichick are in it. So there's, you know, all doom and gloom with the Pats. They went 12 and 4 last year. Always got to remind people that they won more games last year than they did two years ago when they went 11 and 5 and they won the Super Bowl that year, right? So sure. you got to put things in perspective. But I agree with you on Tennessee. Because Jonu Smith is a absolute weapon at tight end. Yep. A.J. Brown was one of the best wide receivers in all of football in the second half of last year. But it went under the radar. Why? Because of the Derrick Henry show. He was only a rookie. A.J. Brown in year two has a chance to really take that next step. It could happen quick for receivers. Look at Michael Thomas. He went from a really good rookie to, holy crap, this guy's Offensive Player of the Year. So it could happen very fast with an NFL wide receiver like that. You mentioned Rabel. And Derrick Henry is a big part of all this. Because Brady's never had a guy like that they could give the rock to that could dominate like Henry can. And if you bring in Brady, you slap the franchise tag on Derrick Henry, and he's all yours. I think it's a no-brainer. If he's going to leave out of all the teams out there, the Tennessee Titans make the most sense. And a couple more things for the Titans. A little bit of familiarity with the general manager. John Robinson used to be in New England, Yep. so Brady knows him. And, oh, by the way, the last time Deion Lewis was a capable NFL player was when Tom Brady was his quarterback. Here's another reason, too. Tennessee, they play a road game. Indoors at Indy, a road game indoors in Houston, and they play in a nice weather city in Jacksonville. Or London. Or what well, depends where the game is, right? Yeah, true. But you're looking at the scenario where Brady, is, if he goes to Nashville, he wants to go somewhere where it's nicer weather, I'm sure, right? If he's going to leave New England where he plays in the cold, go somewhere a lot warmer. Nashville's a lot warmer in December than New England is. And Brady could play in the cold. He's a great cold-weather quarterback. But I think at this point in his career, if he can go somewhere in the division and say, hey, I get a couple games indoors, nice weather in Nashville in September and October, not bad. 
uh, it, he's got that tool, but you only want to use that tool when you have to use that tool, not because you want to use it every single week. Right. The cold I mean, weather capabilities. Like right. it'd, be, it'd be great to only have to whip that out four times in the course of a season. Exactly. Instead of, you know, eight times or ten times. It's funny. I heard Brady, he did Peyton's Places, that ESPN Plus show, and Peyton and, and Brady were discussing, you know, playing in the cold. And Brady says, you know, I actually love playing in the cold because you get a better grip in the cold on the football, which surprised me to hear him kind of analyze that. So, yes. Is weather going to be the ultimate reason why he makes a decision? It's all a bonus. No. Yeah. It's, you throw it in there, it's all a bonus if you were to leave the Pats. What do you think? You want to weigh in? You certainly can. At Jake Asman on Twitter, at Cody underscore Stutes, our number, 1-800-224-2004. We talked about it to start the show off. Tony Romo, better paid as a broadcaster than he ever was as a football player. We dive into that next here in the main event on SB Nation Radio.